What an amazing weekend of triathlon it was this weekend. Ironman World Champs in Cohen on the Big Island. Uh, and yeah, I don't know about you, I tracked it online. Superb, superb, superb is all I can say. Uh, that race is so on my bucket list. But uh, as I always joke here on Tri Talk SA, uh, I'm going to have to outlive everyone in my age group, unfortunately, if I'm going to have to qualify. But uh, yeah, just so cool to watch. And uh, yeah, what a great performance from the South Africans, too. James Kanema finishing fourth. Uh, and yeah, very credible performance from James. Also, Kyle Buckingham, uh, first age group at home, 16th overall, and smashing. The age group of world record on that course as well. Uh, what, what a great performance from Kyle and then Matt Troutman as well. Uh, we'll uh, go through all the results of the South Africans at the end of the show as well. So if you're wondering how everyone went, uh, Chris Fiesel, who we chatted to last week on the show from Kona, uh, also had a great race out this weekend. And we'll give you his results uh, at the end of the show too. Uh, but the good news is on Tri Talk SA this week. And by the way, my name is Brad Brown. It's good to be with you. Uh, on the show this week, I managed to catch up with James Kanema from Kona the day after uh, the big race just to get his thoughts. Uh, he's over the moon with that performance as well, and so he should be. But uh, yeah, really cool chat with James Kanema. Also caught up uh, with a guy by the name of Mark Price. You'll be interested to know, I love looking at uh, sort of stats and that sort of thing around big races like Kona and looking at what gear was the most popular. And the ISM saddle was the most popular saddle there this weekend. And I chatted to Mark to find out a little bit more about ISM saddles. And then the good news. I've got some great news, actually. We've uh, mentioned it a few times on the show here over the last few months. Uh, and, yeah, it's been with a bit of sadness. We were talking about the National Sprint Triathlon Series that uh, wasn't going to be taking place this year. Good news is it is. Uh, it has been revamped, reworked, and there's some cool additions to it. We'll chat all about that on this week's show as well. Very excited that that series is back on around the country. Uh, the first one happening on the 1st of December. So stay tuned. Uh, you can listen to that interview on the show this week as well. As always, if you want to be in touch, you can tweet us at TriTalkSA. You can uh, pop us an email as well, podcast at TriTalkSA. Or alternatively, just uh, look us up on Facebook. We're there to TriTalkSA uh, is all you need to search and we'll pop right up. So that's as easy it is to find us online. Also this week, uh, we're giving away that entry into the Prime Jailbreak Triathlon. Uh, stay tuned. I'll announce the winner at the end of this week's show as well. So without further ado, let's get into the first interview of this week's show. And it is uh, with the man who finished fourth, the highest place a South African has ever finished in, in an Ironman World Championships in the elite men's division. And it was awesome to catch up with James Kanema. What a weekend it was uh, on the Big Islands, Ironman World Champs in Kona. Uh, I was uh, following it online. It was great to watch. I'm feeling properly sleep-deprived. Uh, it is the day after. Uh, it is late night here in SA, early morning in Kona, uh, and it's brilliant to have James Kanema on the show once again this week. James, uh, awesome to catch up. How's the body feeling after yesterday? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's pretty beat up, pretty sunburnt and, and tired and stiff and sore. Um, but worth it, I think. James, you must be stoked. You finished. You finished fourth. Uh, I mean, you ran a two fifty two off off that bike. That bike's brutal. You, you must be over the moon. Yeah, I'm happy. You know, uh, slow runs all round yesterday. It was a it was a brutal bike. Um, the pace was on. It was 
pushed really hard and that didn't leave a lot in the tank for anyone, I don't think, going into that run. Um, and then it was really hard on the run too. So it was it was a tough day. Um, you know, I did, did everything I could and pushed as hard as I could, but, you know, left nothing out there and came away with fourth, which I'm pretty happy with yeah, this I mean, stage. As far as South Africans go, I mean, Reynard Tissink's raced in, in Kona lots. The best he's ever done is, is fifth. You've gone one better. You, I mean, it, it's it was a great performance yesterday, and, and once again, just just proving that 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 race is won on the run. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 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 really becoming an all round race these days. You can't really have a weakness anywhere. Um, I worked hard on my swim, and that got me out in the lead pack, which was good. Um, but the bike was absolutely brutal. Um, you couldn't have a moment of weakness out there. Uh, you know, a few guys who did and ended up way down off the bike. Um, and even, but even having a, a solid bike, I had, a, I had a really solid bike, and it was really tough. And I, I worked really hard, and I still came off the bike ten minutes down on, on the lead the lead trio. Um, so it's really you have to be an all round athlete these days to to be mixing it up with the, with the best in the world. Here, um, there's no room for weakness. There's no room for you know you can't be an Ubaka with an average run anymore. You have to have a, the whole package. Yeah. You mentioned your swim as well. I was so chuffed for you when I saw your swim split as well because the last time we chatted, you were saying how hard you've worked on that and, and that hard work paid off. You, you came out with, with the front guys and, 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 I mean, that made a massive difference to, to how you got the race started. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, that's, that's the whole... That's why I've been working so hard and it, it sets you up for a day where you can actually control your race and, and, and use some tactics and stuff. You're not just you know, chasing from the, from the start of the bike and and seeing where you end up. Um, it's, it meant I could choose what group to stay with, how hard to push and when to push, um, which which changes the race a lot. Um, I wasn't entirely sure how my swim was going about halfway through when we, when we made the turn. I saw uh, a guy next to me that looked like Crowy and he had number five on. So I was like, well, if Crowy's next to me, I must be doing okay or, or he's having a really bad day. Um, but... But it turns out I was doing I was doing pretty good. Um, it was a big group of us, which helped. Um, there was you know there was always some feet to sit on, um, but I was able to to be there, and, and that set set up the rest of my day. James, I, I chatted to Paul K last week. He did a bit of a, a preview for us. Uh, he's still in Europe before he heads back to SA. And and one of the things he said in that interview that that the last time you raced in Kona, you said you were never going back until you felt that you were ready to to sort of really put up. And I mean, you you went into this one pretty quiet. You weren't talking much. Uh, you had this quiet sort of confidence about you. And 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 you've done the hard work. It's taken taken a while to 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 get there again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just proof that hard work pays off. Yeah, I was here in 2009 and I got, I got well beaten um, and, you know, learned a lot of lessons. But um, I didn't want to keep coming back and keep getting beaten and, and have a lot of bad memories out, out on this course. Um, I would rather do the hard yard somewhere else and, and learn the lessons I needed to learn and come back here when I was ready. Um, and that's what I did. Uh, it's... It's a tough race. It has its own challenges, um, but at the end of the day, it's a it's a three point eight k swim, a hundred and eighty k bike, and a forty two k run, just like everyone else. Um, so you know the hard work has paid off. It's been it's been five years of, of hard work to get to this point, um, but yeah, it's paid off. Uh, I think there's still much improvements to be made and, and a long way further up to go. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't look like it's very far. Three steps up the podium, and, and you're world champion. Um, but those are three very, very big, big steps.
Yeah, James, I mean, you, you say that that first one that you went there, you, you got beaten up pretty badly and, and you learned some big lessons. You probably learn a lot more lessons out of the ones you, you really struggle in, the ones you do well in. But I'm sure there's some lessons that you learned yesterday that you can take out of, out of this one and, and, and put to good use moving forward. Any, anything you can think of right now that, that yesterday taught you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're always going to learn lessons. And, you know, anything, anything that's not a win is... is um, you have to take some lessons from it. Um, so it wasn't a win, and there's, there's definitely things I can improve on. Um, you know, I've got to get stronger on the bike um, to, to be closer to those guys. Uh, like I say, it's got to be all round these days. You, you can't give these guys 10 minutes. Uh, even with my run, um, you know, in this in the conditions here, even with my run, I was never going to catch those guys, guys coming off the bike. Um, so I've got, to, I've got to work on, on that and a few other things and be, a, you know, to be ready next year to, to have a, a better shot at, at you know I won't be an underdog next year I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna be a guy who's marked and watched and I've gonna have the weapons to, to deal with that so plenty to take from it and, and plenty to work on in the next 12 months to be back here next year. And then James, I mean, just from a South African perspective, uh, another South African in the field that, that uh, I mean, from us, I think from a, a global perspective, maybe uh, not many people knew much about him, although he did have a great 70.3 world champs this year. I mean, we put tons of pressure on him here from South Africa. Is Kyle Buckingham, he had an absolute blinder yesterday. Yeah, he had a brilliant race. You know, he's, he's obviously worked hard and he's been, he's been over in, in the States training since, since Vegas and um, doing doing the hard work that you need to do to, to perform well here. Um, uh, you know, uh, congratulations to him. He's, he's worked hard for it. And he, he's got the, the award that he deserves. Um, I look forward to him stepping up to the, to the pro levels and um, to racing him in the future. Slugging it out, yeah. I mean, he, he was he was phenomenal yesterday. Uh, and then I know it's it's probably very soon to to start a, sort sort of start looking ahead at, at sort of next races and that sort of thing. What are the chances of you heading heading back for the tenth anniversary of, of Ironman South Africa? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't really looked ahead, but yeah, the, you know that's that's almost certainly on the cards. Um, you know, my hometown race is still one that I haven't checked off the box. You know, um, so um, I'm. Looking forward to, to a little bit of a break now and putting my feet up for a while and, you know, having a few beers and, and relaxing for a bit, uh, going on a, a bit of a holiday with Jody and, and just, you know, putting triathlon out of her mind because it's all we focused on for the last six months or more um, to get here. So a bit of a break and then, yeah, definitely we'll be focusing over the summer in South Africa in Stellenbosch on, on performing at Ironman South Africa next year um, and then onwards to, to Kona next year. That sounds brilliant. Yeah, now let's let's speak a bit about Jody. I mean, obviously things didn't go according to plan for her yesterday and, and an Ironman race is, is is brutal at the best of times and, and she just, yeah, she didn't have the best of days. She's put in the hard work and, and lessons learned for her yesterday. How's she feeling today? She must be feeling really bleak. Yeah, she's she's not particularly happy. You know, she's a she's a fighter and, and she's a, a competitor and anything anything less than brilliant is is um, always going to affect her. She's she's not particularly happy with, with her performance yesterday. Um, but to put it in perspective, she didn't really have a lot of expectations coming into this. Um, you know, it's her first year really racing Ironman, and just to be mixing it up with the best girls in the world off the bike and um, is was an achievement in itself. Uh, you know, she's she's not far off being being at the finish line with the best girls in the world. You know, um, and in her first year 
doing Ironman. That's that's pretty brilliant. Um, says she's she's obviously learned some hard lessons, and and it's not the race she was hoping for. Um, but like you say, you learn a lot more from from the bad races than you do from the good races. And she'll be back next year with the, with all those lessons and and a lot more strength and a lot more experience. And I think she's definitely going to be one to watch next year. Yeah, James, I mean, Jodie, her pedigree speaks for itself. I mean, she's a 70.3 world champ. She she knows what it takes to win, and, and it's a big jump. It's a big step from 70.3 to, to full Ironman distance, and, and like you said, it's her first season. She's picked up her maiden win this season as well, so uh, p- perhaps not uh, the best world champs that, that she would have hoped for, but she's had a great season, and please pass on our best too, and, and tell, you, tell her we're uber proud of her, man. We've we've been chatting about it all week, actually, in the build-up, and, and she's adopted South African. She's one of us now. She might might <laughs> she might not have the accent yet, but she's definitely one of us. I'll pass it on to her. I'm sure she'll be very happy for that. James, when, when are you guys heading back to SA? You mentioned you're having a bit of a break. Uh, when, are you, when will you be back in town? Yeah, we've got a few days here, and then we stop over for a few days in LA, um, and then I'm heading straight back home. Jody's going to head to the UK to see her family. Um, and then we'll be back in, in South Africa. We'll go on a, on a bit of game reserve for a while. Um, for a week and and you know a proper break where you can't swim bike or run um so that we're looking forward to that and you know a, a proper holiday which we haven't had for a while now um and then yeah back to Stellenbosch early november for a, to start building up for next year start the planning the preparation and, and building the fitness um to to get ready for another season Awesome. James, uh, I really appreciate you catching up with us today. Congrats once again. Everyone here, I mean, just South Africa is a buzz this morning, uh, or today rather, with, with the news where, that we all sort of woke up to that, that you had finished fourth. So uh, we're all uber proud of you as well. Uh, thanks for flying the flag. And, and yeah, geez, onwards and upwards. We're looking forward to, to seeing you racing in PE next year. And uh, it's about time we have another South African winner, man. Damn it. <laughs> thanks. And thank you, everyone out there, for, for all the support. It's been really special. Uh, waking up to all the messages and um, the congratulations from everyone back home. It's, it's a good feeling to fly the flag. Well, with Kona this past weekend uh, done and dusted, I love sort of looking at uh, what equipment all these top athletes are using and was very interested to see what the top bike saddle was. And not really surprised because they've, they've slowly been growing and taking more and more of the market share. And it's very interesting to see that all the top guys are using ISM saddles. Uh, and it's an absolute pleasure to welcome uh, Mark Price uh, from ISM Saddles South Africa uh, onto the show this week. Mark, thanks for taking the time to, to chat to us here at TriTalk SA. Pleasure. Thank you, Brad. Mark, saddles are vitally important, especially if you look at the Ironman sort of distance. You're spending most of your time in a race, if you look at percentage-wise, on your bike. Uh, so it's really important to be comfortable. And, and those ISM saddles are, are, I mean, the technology behind them and, and, and just the change in thinking is, is pretty drastic. Yeah, the truth behind ISM is that they've actually been around for quite a while. And... Um, Triathletes, uh, those in the know, have uh, have been using them for quite a while. It's uh, it's one of the most under underestimated and underlooked at things about bike fit and um, technology or no technology. The uh, the ability to sit with an open enough hip angle is is all too often overlooked. So so that's sort of the philosophy behind them is how do we get you to sit centered on a saddle forward enough with an open enough hip angle with. Uh, <laughs> Without uh, without doing damage to the expensive bits. 
Because that, I mean, that is the key. If, if you're looking, and and obviously, the more time you're spending on the bike, especially on those long ones, you want to be. If especially if you're on a on a, a, a TT bike, you want to be in that position, in that that time trialing position for as much of that race as possible to get the benefit of being on one of those bikes. And let's be honest, if your saddle's not comfortable, it's so difficult to be in that position. Yes, uh, it's it's almost impossible. There are there are sort of three contact points that. Uh, you know, you get a lot of bike fit where you could take a picture of you on a bike and go, oh, that's a beautiful picture. Your your aerodynamics are correct. Your your angles look great. But the ability to stay there is is uh, is something you only find out after about 30 to 40 k's. And um, uh, the only way to stay somewhere long enough is uh, is if your body can tolerate. And some people push through it to a point where it's dangerous. Um, uh, you, you you can't go numb. You can't be sore. And uh, doing so results in uh, in all sorts of changes to how you're sitting and you get lower back issues, you get neck issues, uh, more issues than just perennial nerve problems and on, on women, just soft tissue, soft tissue bruising. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you talk about pushing through that because uh, these in, endurance athletes are, are, are sort of renowned for being able to push through pain and, and it's not just the top guys. I mean, you look at some of the, the weekend warriors at the back and, and that's probably uh, sometimes to their detriment is they, they're not sure when to give up, if you know what I'm saying, where, where they just, it's sore, but you know what, it's normal and it's not, it shouldn't actually be normal. Exactly. You, we, we, get, we get so many people saying, for a long time and, uh, and you're saying, are you comfortable? No, no, it hurts terribly. And so you go, so why do you do it? And they go, oh, because it's supposed to. And it's actually not supposed to be sore. <laughs> and the position the, the position's supposed to be something you, you can sit in and tolerate. And what you do find is sort of half the world managing to sit on a, a cushioned narrow saddle where, where they choose, this doesn't apply to women, it tends to apply to men, where, they, uh, where they're able to sit sort of one millimeter to either side of the perennial nerve. For that kind of rider, um, uh, something like an ISM is never going to work. It would always feel too wide. Um, the problem is most of us try to sit in a centered position on the on the saddle. And um, sitting centered, there is no way to do it without rounding your back to stay on your bum bones. There's no way to do it opening up and, and sitting on the perennial nerve without causing any damage. So yeah, <laughs> pushing through it and... Uh, and doing it the correct way are two very different things. Yeah, I mean, like, and and you know what? You, you could probably wing it on, on a standard distance where it's a 40K bike where you're probably going to be on that bike, depending on your ability, from an hour to, to perhaps an hour and a half. You could probably get by with that without doing too much damage, but it's when you start looking at doing the longer ones that it becomes really important to have the right sort of setup, in particular with, when it comes to a saddle. Exactly. You... Uh uh, you've kind of hit the nail on the head. You you get a lot of no, it's it's uncomfortable, but I can survive. Um, and uh, you know, a saddle also a sort of a grudge purchase. You you aren't guaranteed that it's going to work, so you go no, I can hang on there. I'm just doing the short distance stuff. And short distance also involves its own length of training. And um, you uh, <laughs> we don't you know saddle saddle is something that's going to cost money on the bike, but it's the part of your day you spend the most time doing. And very few bike manufacturers present you with a saddle with your bike purchase that you are intended not to change. Um, it's just a, an OE thing that they will they will supply and go, you need to work out what's comfortable for you. A lot of new bike purchases or purchasors aren't, uh, uh, aren't aware of the fact that the saddle is is not the end. The one that it comes is not what you should end up on. Um, 
and uh, and that's uh, that's unfortunately a bit of trial and error. Okay, Mark, for for someone who hasn't perhaps heard of ISM saddles, tell us what makes your saddles unique and why why it's the the, the most favoured saddle at Kona this last weekend. Okay, what's uh, what's happened is you you are starting to see uh, competitor saddles uh, on the market that allow for a, a sort of a wider nose with a ridge um, for you to sit very far forward on. The difference between ISM and, and in fact, every other competitor is ISM maintain the two separate um, two separate nose points, each on its own rail. So the rail has the ability to move up and down with each pedal stroke as opposed to a fixed, uh, um, a fixed wide one. So why is it the most popular? Because ultimately, um, even if, there are similarities to it. It just tends to get more comfortable than the others do. Uh, it feels more forgiving without any sort of power loss. And um, I think many years in the game, sort of hard slog from the from the guys at ISM have started to educate people about how much better you're going to run for the better for the better position. So there, there are always there are always people who are going to go. No, I'm, I'm happy with how I'm sitting and. My bike splits are fine, and they, they're not acknowledging how much more important the rest of the race is, how, how much better you run for the correct position. So I think that's starting to happen. Ironman becoming a, uh, it's always been about big biking, but as the running is becoming vital, guys are trying to find a way to get off the bike without such impinged hip flexes and go, what is allowing a bike position that's aero powerful and, and, and I'm able to run well off of it? So I think that as we've seen that change, uh, the saddles become vital. Okay, and um, as far as the saddles go, they are—they are quite. I, I mean, I might be talking absolute nonsense here, but my perception is they—they're quite a bit wider than than the average saddle. Perfect point. They—they're uh, a lot wider than the average saddle, and every every time, ninety-nine percent of the people that go the saddle's too wide um, haven't acknowledged exactly how you're intended to sit on it. So, although the saddle's a great idea, without sort of education on on how it should sit on your bike. A lot of people try to sit too far back on it, and the saddles are really designed to sit almost over the edge of. Um, further to that, uh, UCI ruling often complicates what a bike shop's going to do with the saddle, and they try to maintain a, a horizontal saddle position. Um, girls especially seem to find a lot more relief from the saddle if they, if they drop the nose to a frowned-upon level. Um, and the saddle stops becoming wide the minute you sit a little further forward. And for that matter, for, for that matter, the minute you sit a little lower as well, which pre- prevents the hips rocking, giving that sensation that the saddle's wide. So you're right, they are wide, but uh, sitting over the edge, width becomes almost irrelevant. And um, although there are people that that will go, look, I understand how sitting over the edge makes it not wide, but when I sit up, I feel at the back of the saddle, which has quite a triangular shape to it, and um, catches my catches my bum bone. So ISM have acknowledged that, and they've released a range which is incredibly narrow, uh, both sitting up and forward, for those who sitting up was was a problem with. And um, we're seeing a lot of traction with that on the road market now as well. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's quite interesting. I mean, I'm quite a quite a big guy. I'm I'm six foot six. So just bone structure wise, I'm I'm probably bigger than than most triathletes. So for someone yep. like me, it, it I don't think it would be too much of an issue. But I mean, there's some really small triathletes out there, and I look at that saddle and I go, gee, uh, I don't know if some of my mates yep. could use that. But it, you, you're so right in in what you're saying because I picked that up watching Kona this weekend, where I was looking at so many of the top guys, and they're almost balancing on the edge of their saddle. They they so far forward. Exactly. So the only way to that's what we call riding the rivets of your saddle. The only way to sit on the edge is if you can be perched there. And 
uh, I, I, <laughs> my hats off to the guys that can perch themselves on the end of a tiny narrow uh, surface. Um, I'll choose wide any day. <laughs> um, so yes, you, you you are sitting very far over the edge. For with lack of a, a more elegant description, you, your goodies are over the edge of the saddle. You can't sit on them, um, and and hence hence that very that enormous amount of saddle sticking out the back and almost looking like the guys are. Well, geez, where's the rest of the saddle? They they are over the end of it, okay. and that's what it's designed for. Brilliant. So it's it's a slight change of thinking from the norm, the way the way most people think that they should be sitting on the saddle, which which makes for for an interesting ride. And 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 I think I mean if somebody's listening to this and and they're going, you know what, I want to try and find out more. Where can they can they get your saddle here in South Africa? And and sort of where can they find out more? All right. Well, the saddle is actually available all all over the country in a in a number of larger cycle stores. So you tend to find it mostly available in the the big multi-sports stores, the Triangle, the Troy Sports. The, um, there are some online places, Bike Deals, uh, bikedeals.co.za, um, seems to have quite a good distribution of them. But if anyone has any queries, they can simply email ISM, info at ism.co.za. We'll just point you in the in the nearest uh, the nearest dealer direction. Cool, Mark. What, what I'll do is I'll pop that email address in the show notes for this program too. But it's also vitally important to, to get the thing fit right. It's, it's, it's one thing going into a store or buying a saddle online and then trying to put it on your bike yourself and trying to get that fit right. Ideally, you want to go to a, a reputable bike dealer who can do a really good tri-bike setup as opposed to just a normal road bike setup and make sure that you are sitting on that thing 100% right. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's probably a, needs to be highlighted more. Uh, that's why the, the multi-sport stores tend to do better with them and their education about why you would sit a certain way, how you would sit in that position, those are those are big factors in saddle comfort and bike fit, and uh, uh, we, you know, um, by all means, saddles can simply be fitted and adjusted and attempted by yourself. But if you're struggling to work out why something's uncomfortable, you're probably not going to to get on it right unless you had it fitted somewhere that understood the saddle and how it existed and what it exists for. Brilliant. Mark Price, thank you so much for chatting to us today. I'll, uh, that email address once again is info at ismsa.co.za. Uh, yeah, thanks for, for chatting and, and well done on being the number one saddle at uh, Ironman Kona this last weekend. Perfect. Thanks, Brad. Try Talk SA, the last few uh, months on the show, we've, we've had a, a lot of discussion about the, the National Sprint Series uh, that was uh, sort of called off because of lack of sponsorship and, and it was really sad to see uh, a race that was such an institution on the South African triathlon calendar uh, and uh, probably races that many people used to get into the sport of triathlon uh, falling away. But I heard something through the grapevine last week and I thought, you know what, I have to find out more because it was blooming exciting when I heard it. Uh, and I've managed to track down Carl McCannah. Carl, uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you're involved uh, in a brand new national sprint series. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, thanks, Brad. It's great to be with you on the show, and hello to all your listeners out there. Um, yes, we have taken over what was uh, the National Sprint Triathlon Series, formerly known as the uh, NHAD or BSG, depending on which generation we come from. And uh, we've launched it in a brand new look and feel uh, brand and series name called Expert. So keep a lookout for it. You can go onto our website, which is the www.expert.coza and uh, track all the events uh, for the series. The series itself uh, comprises of the traditional distances being the 600-meter swim, the 20-kilometer cycle, and 5-kilometer 
run uh, for the road leg. However, we've decided to spice things up uh, significantly this year, and we've added the off-road component to the series, which uh, means that you'll be able to select either you're going to do the road or the off-road race on the day, which means that you will be doing a 16-kilometer mountain bike leg if you, if you choose to do the off-road version. Uh, and it will be that until they complete the run leg on the same route. So you'll do the same swim, different bike if you choose mountain bike versus road, and then the same run leg on the day. That's actually that's actually pretty cool because I mean Xterra is growing really fast here in South Africa, and it gives people an option. A lot of people are are scared to cycle on the road, and and we had Dan Hugo on the show last week, and we were just chatting about Xterra, and and and, and that's it. Just adds a nice dimension to it, doesn't it? Oh, no, definitely, and, and I think. Um, to, to ignore the fact that uh, the off-road component has grown so significantly would actually be to, to actually stifle the growth of our sport. Um, you know, I noticed you mentioned uh, the Xterra brand, and, our, and I'm very pleased you did, um, and I'd like to stress that uh, the Xterra brand is in no means in competition to the Xterra series. Um, the Xterra series is regarded as a fantastic series, but it's, it's traditionally known as a very hard, tough series where the Xterra series uh, is, is for the family. It's a family-based series. So we want to make make it very clear that uh, our roots are there for the family to become and uh, participate, mom, dads, brothers, sisters, your novices, and obviously your professional athletes. There's something for everybody in the series. Um, with obviously the professional athletes are still going to win the, win the race on the day, but we want the, the route to be rideable for, for the, the family member um, and for the teams as well. Carl, I think it's I think it's awesome, and and sprint triathlons, as I mentioned in my intro, is just it's the way most people get introduced to the sport of triathlon, and and uh, everybody I've spoken to that that has done a sprint triathlon's fallen in love with the sport. It's it's when you start doing the longer ones, like a, a an Olympic distance or or maybe a half Ironman distance, as your first one, where it's really tough then, and and you could get put off by it, and and also that's where the real serious triathletes hang out, and. And you start looking at these guys and going, gee, I don't know if I fit in here. Whereas the sprint is just like a really nice low barrier to entry. Uh, like you mentioned, families can do it. But you know what? There's all shapes and sizes, and it's just such a great introduction into the sport. I agree with you totally, uh, Brad, 100%. Um, and that's what, we, that's what we're gearing the series at. And we're also including a, a new team event for the series. So we're taking a bit of a gamble. We're not going to have the traditional three-man team event. We're having a two-man team event this year. However, there's a bit of a, a bit of a sugar and spice component to this. You both members of the team complete the entire race together, and they have to finish within two minutes of each other over the finish line in order to qualify for the team event. So we've had so many requests for this in the past, where people say, "Well, you know, I'm part of the team, but I want to do this from and the bike leg." So we just let's go with something different. Let's see how it goes. The, the response and the reaction from people so far has been fantastic. Um, we're going to do a new two-man team series as well in the race, in the actual series. I love that too. I think that is such a cool idea. And then, Carl, tell us a little bit about the series as well. How many races, uh, where are they happening, and, and uh, when does the first one uh, kick off? All right, fine. Um, we're sitting with the six-race series this year as a kickoff for the new series. Um, the first date for the, first, uh, for the race will be the 1st of December. Uh, in the Northwest Province at the Buffalo's Court uh, venue, uh, followed very closely on its heels, uh, in Kauteng Province on the 15th of December at Riddiplot Dam, which is nice. We're making a nice return back to a, a, a tried and tested venue, 
um, which hasn't been used in some time. They've done some nice developments there. Uh, then in the Western Cape, we're going to Algin on the 5th of January, followed shortly on the 2nd of February at Marshall's Port in Free State, uh, which is also a nice return to Bloom. We're going to be nice to see the people of the Bloomington area. They've traditionally been overlooked for uh, these type of races, and we felt it was high time that we spent some time with them and got to know them a little bit better. Then we move uh, to the fifth race in the series, which is the 16th of February, uh, which will be at uh, Bale or a new venue called Heron Bank, uh, which uh, is going to be a lot of fun. I think people are going to enjoy the venue uh, there as well. And then the final in the series, which will be hosted on the 2nd of March, and that is again at Griffles Court, um, which uh, I think is going to provide a lot of fun for the people. And one thing I'd like to stress as well in terms of the, the uh, points for the series, which is obviously probably more relevant uh, to those more competitive athletes out there, both the age groupers um, and the professional athletes out there, is we are going to be offering double points for the first and final leg or last race in the in the series. So that gives the athletes a chance of, of really competing. You know, we all have our down days where we, we're not feeling up to it or you're sick or whatever has happened to you. Um, and there is actually a chance that you are going to still be competitive and be able to win your category in the series. It, it sounds it sounds awesome. I'm so excited that this this is back and and you guys are doing this, Kyle. And then as far as entries go, are entries open? And and if they are, where can people enter and find out more info? All right, I'm glad you asked that question. Yes, we are about to uh, open up entries. Well, entries will open on Thursday. Um, they will be. Uh, you can go to our website to www xdirt.co.za and you can follow the link from there. Um, alternatively, I'm sure some people will go to the TSA website and they'll find the, the entry or landing page there to get to our website and to go and do entries as well on that on that site. Okay, that's awesome. Just just so we can uh, Thursday, the date on Thursday would be the 17th, I think. Correct. Yes. So we are all things being equal. We're aiming at opening up entries on Thursday morning, provided we have no technical glitches. Um, and the gods are with us, but yes, Thursday is the Awesome. Carl, what I'll do is I'll pop the links for your website uh, and all the info and that on, on our site. So if, if somebody wants to find out more, they can just go to the show notes for this episode of Try Talk SA. Carl, I want to commend you. I think it's, I think it's awesome what you're doing and, and, and I'm hoping, I'm really holding thumbs that, that this works out for you guys because we, South Africa needs, we have to have, there's, there's no choice about it. We have to have a national sprint series. Uh, and it's so good to see it back on the calendar, and it's not too long till the first one. So if you're listening to this and you, you're thinking about getting into the sport, this is your opportunity. 1st of December, the first one at Biffles Port. It's in the northwest. I love racing out there. The water quality is fantastic, uh, and it's just a really pretty part of the country as well. Carl, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. All the best. Thank you so much, Brad. Look forward to uh, seeing you and, and keep in touch. What a great uh, episode of Try Talk SA. Thanks to all three of my guests, in particular James Kanema, for speaking to us the morning after uh, Iron Man Kona from the Big Islands. Uh, what a great guy. Hey, gee, I tell you what, I'm going to put uh, my neck out there right now. James Kanema, in his career, will win Iron Man Kona. You heard it here first, okay? Uh, on episode 15 of Try Talk SA, that guy's just got uh, the right attitude, he's got the right work ethic. And he's just supremely talented and really humble. So, uh, James, if you do listen to this, thank you so much uh, for uh, being in touch and, and having a chat to us. I know uh, it was uh, a great weekend for you. And uh, the last thing you probably wanted to do was chat uh, to journos and, and uh, programs like this. 
But as always, ever gracious and uh, just, yeah, wonderful and open and, and what a great interview as well. Uh, I said I would wrap up the uh, show with the results of the South Africans uh, in the fields from Kona this weekend. Well, you heard it, James Kanema finishing fourth overall, 8.21.46 his time. Carl Buckingham finished 16th overall, the first age group at home, uh, 8.37.25. That is just phenomenal. Uh, Matt Troutman finishing 30th overall, also sub-9 for Matt, 8.49.12 his time. Simon Butler, 282nd overall with a 9.33.02. Mark Pelou, uh, 9.34.25. Dan Howitz also had a great day at 9.36.22. Kirsty Thompson was the first of the South African ladies home in 10.21.11. Terry Thornton. Uh, just a short way back, 10.30.26, the final school, uh, final time there. Nicole Driver finished also sub-11. Uh, well done, Nicole. 10.39.19. Marilyn Fisher uh, in a 10.45.49. Paul Stikema uh, went sub-11, 10.53.31. Mariette Hutting, 11.23.32. And then Chris Fiesel, uh, who was in Kona, not as an age group winner, but on the lottery program. He won a spot in the lottery Finished in 11.25.45, and he ran a marathon PB. So, Chris, well done, mate. I know you listened to the show. 4.16 marathon uh, off that bike. It was brutal. So, uh, yeah, just a great performance, Chris. I mean, that time is superb. Uh, Sue Peterkin, congratulations to you, too. 11.48.54. Mariska Farnham, 12.16.10. And then Gary Stevenson also raced this weekend under the South African flag, 13.02.38. And Garth Wright, uh, the former rugby player, he was there too uh, with all the charity work that he does for Ironman for the Kids in South Africa, getting a slot in in Kona. And Garth finished in 13.49.36. Lynette Fisher, unfortunately, had a DNF. Uh, and so did Paul Wolf uh, from Ironman South Africa. Hard luck, Paul. Uh, yeah, I'm sure your day didn't go as planned because... Uh, yeah, Paul is an absolute machine. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'd love to catch up with Paul and find out what happened, but not great. And then, yeah, the other one that we were following very, very keenly, we chatted about it a bit in that interview with James Cunnamer, was Jodie Swallow. She's not South African uh, by passport, but uh, she's definitely one of us. Uh, she's an amazing girl. And, yeah, she just uh, gave 200% and, uh, as James said, collapsed on the run just uh yeah not not a day jody will want to remember but you you end up learning hard lessons out of the ones that don't go well and mark my words as well jody swallow will be back she's a 70.3 world champion and she is an absolute fighter she'll definitely be back looking forward to seeing her performing at that level it was her first season in iron man you can't scoff at that so that's about a wrap for this week's show thanks again to all three of our guests if you want to be in touch podcast at try talk sa uh, .co.za is the email address. You can tweet us too. Just look for Try Talk SA. Or uh, if you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com forward slash Try Talk SA. Be in touch that way too. And to wrap things up this week, as promised at the beginning of the show, I said I would have the announcement of who won the entry into the uh, Prime Jailbreak Triathlon. And I can say congratulations to Vian Paper, uh, who entered both weeks. Vian, congratulations. We'll be in touch shortly via email to make sure you get that entry. Enjoy the race. Uh, and that's about it for this week uh, on TriTalk SA. Until next week, have yourself a wonderful week's training. If you are racing this coming weekend, good luck, and we'll chat soon. From myself, Brad Brown, cheers. <laughs>